Good afternoon. Welcome to the Long Live the First Amendment and Free Speech Podcast. Free Press Media Press Inc. sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Richard. Today I read the case Shelton v. State, 640-SW29649, Texas Court of Appeals, 1982. In this case, the appellant, our ally in this fight against obscenity laws, had three points of contention with his verdict. So what happened here? It says, quote, Charged by information with promoting obscenity, the appellant entered a plea of not guilty. In a trial before the court, the appellant was found guilty and assessed a fine of $500 as punishment. End quote. There's no jail term here, so I'm glad he didn't have to endure that. However, I'm disappointed he had to pay $500. And like I remind my dear audience, this was back in 1982, so you got to adjust that for inflation. $500 is too much then, it's too much now. So what else happened? It says, quote, Austin Boyce Shelton, hereafter styled the defendant, here to four on or about May 5th, 1981, did then and there unlawfully and knowingly the content and character of the material intentionally sell to W.L. Hayden obscene material, naming the magazine entitled Sexy M, against the peace and dignity of the state. End quote. Anybody out there got an opportunity to read Sexy M? Any old timers out there? If so, do you think it would be declared obscene? Do you think it's obscene? Do you think it's a good good magazine? What do you think about it? In the first issue, this appellant is talking about how he believed the term sodomy was not defined adequately for the jury. But... They don't go very long at addressing this and dismissing it. It's only about a paragraph where they discuss it. For the second issue, here's what happened. It says, quote, By his second ground of error, appellant alleges that the Texas statutory definition of obscenity is void for vagueness in that its failure to define the term prurient interest in sex violates due process and therefore men of common intelligence must necessarily guess at its meaning and differ as to its application. This argument has been previously Raised and overruled in Red Bluff Supra, as well as Taylor Supra, end quote. Yes, I've seen this argument made before in other obscenity trials. I do applaud Shelton here for trying to do that. That's good. We need to make a frontal assault on obscenity laws. For the third issue, he's going for the Texas Penal Code. 4321 calling it, quote, void for vagueness and overbreath in his definition of the term patently offensive, end quote. They say that in another decision it was not determined for sure. And they say, quote, when there is a challenge to the constitutionality of a statute, it is vested with the presumption of validity and that this court must construe it as so as to uphold its constitutionality when possible, end quote. That demonstrates the battle we're in, friends. This demonstrates an uphill battle. But don't let that deter you, because we can win uphill battles. Uphill battles have been won before in history. And we can do this. It's possible. I'm not guaranteeing it. God willing, it might not be the destiny of humanity, the destiny of the United States, the destiny of this nation, 
to overrule obscenity laws. It still is possible. They distinguish between the terms overbreath and vagueness. They say, quote, overbreath is a concept parallel to the doctrine of vagueness. While vagueness speaks to the issues of notice and adequate standards, overbreath speaks to the issue of whether the language of the statute is so broad that it criminalizes con conduct protected under the Constitution, end quote. So you see the distinction there? It's an interesting distinction. They also talk about the difference between decency and tolerance. And they do talk about how some cases distinguish between the two. They say, quote, as long as the fact finder does not employ personal subjective reactions and uses it as one factor that which is tolerated by the average person determining contemporary community standard of decency, the Texas statute is not overly broad. And they also say, quote, a society has a right to protect itself from destructive influences so long as these destructive influences are constitutionally restrained. The corrupting and degenerative force of obscenity is such that it can be reasonably regulated. The Supreme Court has recognized this, and its rulings clearly provide a community the right to protect itself. The Texas statute has done this with the parameters set forth by the United States Supreme Court. End quote. Do you find obscenity a corrupting and degenerate force? One time, when I was experimenting with some ideas, somebody said, I wanted to ban something. And somebody said, well, do you want to, should we ban junk food too? So that's the question. Junk food is a destructive and degenerate force. Should we ban that? So why is obscenity different? What do you think about that, friends? Unfortunately, they didn't grant that third issue, so they say, quote, the conviction is affirmed. So what do you think about this trial? Remember, we need to keep fighting the good fight. We need to keep striving. Although Shelton here lost his case, he very well, he very well may be in First Amendment heaven. And that's where we need to strive to go. How will you advance the First Amendment, freedom of speech, and third parties today? Long live the First Amendment and free speech. Goodbye.